Of course, we take the, the title, The Fan the Flame, from 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, 6 and 7, where Paul said, for this, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the spirit, I'm sorry, the, the gift of God which is given to you through the laying on of my hands, for the spirit God gave us uh, does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. We talked about the flame is the spirit of God. And it was given to Timothy, and it's given to everyone, every disciple of Jesus. It's given that Spirit of God, and it helps us in this stage, okay? It helps us to try to figure out and navigate this life between that salvation and that final redemption, that final uh, welcoming into heaven. And he says that Spirit gives us the power, and we've got to understand it's not... Our power, so many of us, we fall into the trap of trying to be saved or trying to be perfect or try to be righteous under our power and our discipline and our efforts. And that's, I mean, everything in life is our power. You know, you go to school, you're going to make it or break it based upon your efforts, you know, or in athletics or at work, you know, what you get in is what you get out. We, all of this thing is drummed into us, so when we come into God's kingdom, we kind of have that same mentality. I've got to do this. But that's why Paul's telling Timothy, fan into flame the spirit, because that's where the power really is. And we've talked about how that power is, and the word of God is just power, just what God's will, God's way is where the power is. I found this verse this week in, in uh, my quiet times. It's really cool in Ecclesiastes. You say, you're in Ecclesiastes. Well, you never know. But <laughs> chapter 3, verse 14, he says, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken from it. And God does it so that people will fear him. Everything God does, that's where the power is. You're not going to add to God's power. You're not going to make him a little more powerful. You're not going to be a turbo booster to God. And you can't take anything away from it. God's power is absolute in and of itself. It doesn't need me. Okay? And I said that that's the flame. He goes, that's what you get. That's what you've got. Fan that into flame. Because if the power comes from the Spirit... Well, then so does the love and the self-discipline. Too many of us try to have that love on our own. We try to do it on our own, and we try to change for God. And we think that's a very noble thing. It's kind of like this. You know, here's me, but I'm broken, okay? Okay, God, I'm going to change this for you. Uh, I'm going to change it for you, God. Uh. I'm working hard and I'm doing good and I'm getting, I'm changing it for you. Go, look at me, God, I'm awesome. Ugh. And I get frustrated. Because I'm trying to do this for God, but the power to do it actually comes from God. And we're in this weird place to where I want to do it for God, but I can't do it. I need God to actually do it. It's kind of like when you're a little kid. Remember when you're a little kid and Mother's Day rolls around and you want to get Mama something. But you've got no money. So you get either dad or mom. You say, better yet, I can remember doing it. Mom, can I have $10? And you know you know now as an adult, you always give them 20 because you're going to get a better gift. But 
On the other hand, little kids usually have no concept of what's a good gift or not. And, you know, you get the money from Mama, who had to take you to the store, because you had no way of getting there, and then you run off, but not too far, because she ain't going to let you get too far. And you buy the gift, and you got to hide it. And you give Mama the gift on Mother's Day. But the truth is, Mama did everything to get that gift. And sometimes, you know, we're like that little child. We're so proud. I did this for you, God. And God's going, thanks, appreciate it. Cutie little pie there. I had to do it all for you, but amen. We try to do so much all on our own, and we get frustrated because we don't tap into that power. And and love is one of those things. We want to love. You know, love, and and there's so many songs in the world, so much in the world, love, love is the answer. Love is all you need. Love makes the world go round. I mean, it just goes on and on. And we want this. We want this special love, this God kind of love. We want it in our relationships. I mean, we'd like to have it in the world, but we really want it in our relationships because that's more personal. We want it in our marriages. We want that God kind of love. That type of love that sets us apart from everybody else. But a God kind of love only comes from God. I can't make it in and of myself. I can't develop it in and of myself. Then it would be a Tracy kind of love that's made to sort of look like God's love. If I want God's love, i got to go to God. Because worldly love is just not the goal. It's not the purpose. In Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Jesus says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Or not even the tax collectors will do that. That's what he goes, if you have that kind of love, whoa, 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 you know, what's the big deal? Matter of fact, let's just read that whole pr- passage in its context there. Uh, it begins, I think, in verse 43. He says, you've heard it said, love your neighbors and hate your enemy." But I tell you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, there's that word we're talking a lot in Leviticus about, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now he says, you want to do this, guys? If you want to become, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. We We all want to be children of our Father in heaven. He says, if you want to do that, you want to be children, then you need to love like God loves. Not like the world's love. Worldly love is not the goal. That's the call. How many of you have noticed that's a pretty hard call? I mean, you get down to it. That's hard. I know when, for me, guys, it's hard for me to love the people I like sometimes. Okay? How much harder is it to love the people that irritate you, that annoy you, that frustrate you? Maybe the people that I'm angry with. Maybe people I'm afraid of. 
People that don't love me, matter of fact, they, they'll do whatever they can to hurt me. Maybe people that I, if I'm really gut-level honest with myself, I hate them. I'm back to my brokenness again. I know I need to love. I just can't do it. Yet that's what we're called to. And that's why God says fan into flame the spirit of God. you got to get close to God before you can love like that. If I try to love at that level without being close to God, I'm doomed to frustration and failure. I know in my heart it's hard to love those that are not like me. The people that I cannot relate to. I can conjure up sympathy, but empathy is a lot harder. In and of myself, I'm just not that good. Without the Spirit of God, it's an exercise in tremendous frustration. Jesus said in John 13, he's talking to his disciples. And he says here in verses 34 and 35, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everybody will know that you're my disciples, if you love one another. He says it's a new command. It's, loving one another is not a new command, but this new level of love. As I have loved you, so you must. He's very emphatic on this point. Love one another. You must love each other like I love you. The scale of it is incredible. You ever notice sometimes it's hard to love some disciples? <laughs> but God loves everybody. And it's even harder sometimes to love non-believers. Here's the tricky thing about love. We confuse love and forgiveness, or we confuse love with forgiveness. And we confuse love with validation of someone's actions let me explain what i mean we sometimes feel i can't i feel like i can't forgive you because if i forgive you then that'll validate your action i feel like if i show love i will somehow make your sinful and hurtful actions okay therefore i won't forgive and i will not show any love or compassion because i don't want you to get the opinion that what you've done is okay but the truth is love does not always equal forgiveness and love does not always equal acceptance or the validation of someone's actions. This is a false message about God that's very common in the world today. God loves you, so therefore it's okay. God loves you so you can live any way you really want to because he loves you. And he's not going to hold you responsible. And this is just not the truth. But if that's true, see, then, it, well, I, if I show you love, then I'll have to just forgive you of everything and not hold you responsible. And I can't do that, so I just won't love you. That's what we do. But if we look at God's love, and Jesus said, love me like, love one another like I love you. Okay, the most popular Christian verse in the world, John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God loves everybody. Really? God loves everybody. How about Omar Mateen? Who on June 12th killed 49 people and wounded another 53 in a nightclub in Orlando. 
Yes, God loved him. But that does not justify or excuse what he did. It doesn't mean that he was forgiven. It doesn't mean he was saved. Mohammed Boulil, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, on July the 14th in Nice, France, rented a truck and with this truck killed 84 people and injured over 300 others. With all sincerity, he did it for his God. God loved Mohammed. But that does not justify or excuse his actions. It doesn't make it okay because God loved him. doesn't mean he was forgiven. It doesn't mean he was saved. You don't confuse love with automatically, well, you're just forgiven. You can do anything. I can still love. And I've got to find that God love that can love someone even though they're very hard to love. Let's bring it closer to home. Because those are people somewhere else, they're gone. Who is it hard for you to love? Is it a person? Think of that person right now. Who is it? Or maybe it's a type of person or group, a certain philosophy or political group or whatever. I don't know. Who is it hard for you to love? Well, I need to fan and to flame the Spirit of God to love that person. I need to fan and to flame the Spirit of God to love those people or people that think that way or do these things. It takes the Spirit of God to show them love, to try to bring them to God, to try to call them to the power of the truth, to do what I can to help them and to do what God always does for all of us, and that is to provide a clear path and opportunity for redemption. Now, he doesn't give them that redemption until they take that path. But he always provides a clear path and opportunity for redemption. That's what true love is. It's not automatically saying it's all okay, but you know what? There is a path and an opportunity. So when I ask, it's hard for you to love, take that name. Start praying about them, but don't pray, God, help them to change. Help them to be a better person or whatever. First pray, God, help me to have your heart towards them. Remember our mantra, control what you can control. And even sometimes I can't do that, so i got to fan into flame the Spirit. Help me have that heart guide. I need your help to have the guide to even want to offer them a path of redemption. I have to have your help, God, to even want them to change. So when you pray, don't pray about all the things they got to start praying and say, look, this is what I need, God. I want to love like you love. I don't want a worldly love. I don't want a love that just loves those who love me. I don't want a love that only greets those who greet me. I want a love like your love. But I can't do it by myself, God. There's nothing on this planet that can fix this flower now. It's done. Only God could fix that. 
then only God can fix my heart to help me to love. Pray to the Spirit to have that power. The Spirit of love. And you keep praying and let God move into your heart. Because the next step is self-discipline. What do I do in the meantime? And I need God's Spirit and help for that too. You know what? We're done for today. We'll talk about self-discipline right now. This is a big enough bite for me to chew on. I don't know about you. But to really pray, God, help me to love like you love. And fan into flame the Spirit of God that will bring that to us. Amen.